OCO and greetings. I'm Jay Wintonite Wolf, and this is the American Indian Indigenous Peoples Troops. Justice for All. The most dangerous show on radio and podcasts anywhere. Out of our own sorrows and joys, out of our own losses and gains, out of our own knowledge of ease and dis-ease, out of our own store of wealth and poverty, out of our own efforts to walk through the darkness of disappointment and grief, we, here in this place, join hands and heart, knowing that life is not always easy, knowing the rewards are not always tangible, knowing that this earth walk takes courage and support, dignity and faith, in unity, leaning on each other. We reach out to those in need and wrap them with gentle strands of love light, in a healing embrace, in a sacred healing embrace, and whisper words of encouragement. OCO and greetings. I'm here today with a very, very, very close friend of mine. And it's not everybody that can say that they've got a judge as a friend. Well, I'm fortunate. My my guest today is Hassan El Amin, Hassan Ali El Amin. He was born and raised as Vernon S. Jones in Charleston, West Virginia. He joined the Nation of Islam in 1972 after graduating from Yale University in 1970, with his junior year spent in France. After transitioning to Al-Islam under the leadership of the late Imam W.D. Muhammad, he received his law degree from the University of Maryland in 1983, and in 1986, left his career with the federal government for the private practice of law in Maryland and D.C. In July of 2000, after handling almost 2,000 separate cases, he was appointed associate judge of the District Court of Maryland for P.G. County. He was elevated to the Circuit Court for Prince George's County, the 7th Judicial District, in 2011. He is the recipient of numerous professional, civic, and competitive awards, Upon retiring from the bench in June of 2018, he made the Hajj to Mecca with his wife of 45 years, Martha Perry El-Amin. He and Martha have, seen, have seven children, ten grandchildren, and six great-grandchildren. My friend, my brother, Judge Hassan El-Amin, Thank you. Uh, thank you very much, Jay Winter Night Wolf, and Assalamu alaikum to everybody. And uh, greetings to you. It's I've been a long time looking forward to having this uh, discussion with you uh, on the air or on uh, through this podcast, and it's uh, an honor to be one of your one of your guests. You said that I'm one of your good friends. I must say, you got so many friends. Sometimes I feel jealous. 
Because well, I said, man, this guy got more friends than I bet, and I know people, period. So it's wonderful. You're a very beloved uh, institution in, in our uh, community and, and more, more so even in our country. And you represent a great, great deal of, of wisdom and, and, and tradition and as, as solid as Mother Earth herself. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I appreciate the accolades. But you and I both know that they uh, that to have a friend, a real friend, is someone that you can count on throughout all of life. And I'm so honored that you are my friend, brother. Okay. Yes. This whole present-day thing of the uh, coronavirus, uh, Black Lives Matter, without any mention at all of Native Lives Matter. I feel that the country has been brought to its knees with the coronavirus. And now they're talking about it coming back in the fall, but 10 times worse than what we've seen this, this spring and early summer. What's your take on, on this coronavirus, Your Honor? Well, my take on the coronavirus is that it's a great sign from the Almighty. And uh, Allah gives us signs, and if we read them and uh, study them, we can learn from them and profit from them. But if we ignore them, as Pharaoh did when Moses went to him with the signs that God had given him, and Pharaoh said, this is, now these are just these are people trying to take over the country. They ignore all this stuff. And my goodness, what happened? I mean, death, wholesale, locusts, lice, plagues, everything. But the arrogance of Pharaoh led him and his followers to destruction. But God saved the people of Israel who were submissive. So I think what we have here is uh, we've got a repetition of the history. We got a repetition of the flood even where Noah called the people into the ark and the people who were wise uh, went into the ark, but only a few of them did. As a matter of fact, even his son didn't, uh, didn't come. One of his sons, but he, he, he called in Jephthah and Shem and Ham and they came, but some of the other ones didn't come. They thought they were going to escape it. We need an ark right now. This country needs an ark. And the ark is the ark of righteousness. The, the ark of, uh, uh, the Ark of uh, Reconciliation, the Ark of, uh, in, in, in the case of African-Americans, uh, reparations. And um, in, the, in the case of Native Americans, it is full payment of what is due and honoring the treaties that were made and recognition of the great human contribution that uh, these so-called minorities have made. So... The COVID has come to visit and lay low, I think, lay low, low, everybody low to level the playing field. And those who stand up too soon are going to get cut down again. And the, until, until, you know, nature calls out and does what it's going to do. So uh, I understand this reopening, but unfortunately the drive to reopen is being fueled by the same arrogant conceit and uh, worldly, uh, greedy agenda Yes, uh, that needs to submit to the science. Listen, we're talking science and, and mathematics versus conceit and arrogance. Which one will win? As, as we used to say in the old nation of Islam, which one will, will, will win the war of Armageddon? <laughs> Yeah, there's, no, there's, no, there's no contest. There's no contest. There's no, con no, no contest. So uh, what we have seen, though, in terms of a hopeful sign, uh, Jay Winner, is we've seen uh, a great uh, division taking place. All right? The, the, the divided division between those who can see and hear and those who uh, want to submit to the greatness of God and his signs and, and those who don't want to submit. Uh, I, I, I'm reminded of what my, uh, my old minister, uh, when I came into the 
Nation of Islam in 1972. One of the reasons I came in was that the that the minister was uh, had a PhD in mathematics, Dr. Lonnie Shabazz. Yeah, yeah. And he was a great teacher. And, and I mean, I'm saying, uh, my goodness, this, you know, I, I, I've heard, see, he wasn't a preacher in the preacher sense. You know, just studying uh, the the old uh, uh, divinity school curriculum. Uh, no, he was a mathematics professor. And he used to teach. He says, Islam is mathematics. And mathematics is Islam. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, Al-Islam is way more than math because math is not forgiving. You know, math doesn't forgive And we know that, right? Yeah, it's final. <laughs> we it's know final. that from those, yeah. Yeah, from those wrong answers. We used to get on those hard times. Math mm-hmm. is not forgiving. Math is accuracy. But, but, but the way the universe works, I mean, when you go up in a plane, we understand the principles of of uh, aerodynamics are always at work, and when we start our cars, the principle of internal combustions are always at work. Of course, they got it from a, from the heart, right? They get it mm-hmm. from the human being, mm-hmm. the vision, and everything else. But 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 so when you put push the mathematicians aside, when you push the scientists aside, the epidemiologists and the doctors and the nurses and and, and just push them aside and say, "Well, we're going to do what we're going to do," then be ready for the consequences. And now we have to face the music. I was just yeah. uh, I was just listening and well looking at uh, television and read some things online that um, this coronavirus is coming back again this fall. And the strange thing about that, brother, is that there's a medicine man from the uh, Cheyenne Cheyenne Sioux Nation out in South Dakota who is a friend of ours. Was out yes. here, he was out here a couple of years ago, and he actually ran a sweat lodge ceremony for us. About a year ago, I get a call from him, and he mm-hmm. says, um, Brother, I got to warn you. I said, What? He said, Something is coming in January, and you need to try to prepare for it. I said, Well, what is it? He said, I don't know what it is, but it's devastating. What? And, and it hit in January. A couple of months ago, we get a call from him, and he says <laughs> something. Is, he says that that disease, that 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 virus is coming back this fall and winter, but it's going to be ten times worse what we see now. I so, wonder where you got that ten times uh, prediction from. Yeah, and and he also said that um, everybody that wants to survive this because you're going to be in your houses for four months. You better prepare. And when you go to buy food, make your house look like a grocery store warehouse. He said, dry beans, dry rice, um, flour, and, and whatever else you use. He says, and if you want vegetables, buy canned vegetables, whether they're in a jar or in a can, but make sure they're organic. He said, you're going to need enough food to survive for four months. And I I said, what? He says, he says, I can only tell you what the creator has told me. Whoa. So there it is. And uh, he says, uh, he says. Now we, now we talking Pharaoh again. This is Joseph. Yeah. So in in Egypt. Yeah. So then he says also, um, if you're going to get meat. He says, get organic meat. He said, get bison. He said, because bison is is uh, 95% fat-free naturally. And he says, make sure you prepare that, that meat and wash it, and then make sure you carefully freeze it, you know. And I'm sitting there listening to him. I said, are you serious? He said, um, I was serious with what I told you a year ago, and look what happened. Something to think about, huh, Judge? Yes, it certainly is. It, I mean, it, it it certainly is, and I. There's another aspect of this too. Is uh, and I don't want to move away from the physical uh, famine mm-hmm. and and lack of. Um, I had a friend. I have a friend, a, 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 a high school chum, a white fellow, who's moved up into. Uh, 
Massachusetts. One reason I like him is because he relocated to Great Barrington, Massachusetts, which is the home of W.E.B. Du Bois. Mm -hmm. And they honor Du Bois, and they're the kind of people who have a, who, who, who have a deep understanding. In fact, they just sent me a, a card, kind of a sympathy card, because of all the killings of uh, African-American mm -hmm. men. And that is the other side. See, one side is manifesting the other, because the great... The, the greatest pathogen in America is not the coronavirus. The coronavirus is only symbolic of the great disease of America is white male supremacy. Mm -hmm. And that it, that, that, uh, uh, just, um, pathological insidious destructive force that it is the very heart of the satanic mentality. Hmm. I mean, Satan, you know, Satan is the one who said, when, when God says, I will make a man that's going to dominate, that's going to rule, rule the world. And he may, he names, he knows how to name things, how to classify things and everything. Well, this mentality that, that, that within creation supposed to be one of the angels says, no, 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 God, that's, you can't go with that. I, I'm, I'm superior to that person. Huh? And that supremacy, that, that supremacy, that germ that has lodged itself inside of the European, this Machiavellian personality that took, look, wait a minute, the Chinese had gunpowder, didn't they? Yes, they did. And they did. were shooting off fireworks and making things beautiful to celebrate. But this devilish mentality goes over there and says, oh, if I put this powder inside a barrel and aim it at my enemy, I can kill him. Mm -hmm. and take over his land, his property, his women, and everything else. And here you have ballistics home to a fine point. But what good are ballistics against a mic? Uh, uh, not even, it's not even, you know, they don't even know that the virus they see is not even a living thing. They went, it's not even, it's not even a living thing. It's just a thing, but it has RNA and it knows what to do. Mm -hmm. And they're telling me, I heard a report today on uh, I think it's uh, 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 the radio, uh, the news station. They say that autopsies have been performed on uh, Corona victims, um, and um, they have found that not only does the COVID nineteen virus just totally wipe out the lungs, but it also goes into the brain and destroys brain cells wow. by the, by the billions. Okay. So that this, 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 this is like a fungus. Mm -hmm. And if it gets inside you, it doesn't care. And there's no cure for it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, to have a mass rally, it's one thing to have a demonstration outside where you can, uh, you can, uh, social distance, you can have you have your mask on, and and now the uh, N95 masks are far in more greater supply. That's what I wear because I want to protect it as well as protect others from whatever in it, right? Exactly. So I got myself. Uh, we got a brother at Boston. You know the Muslims are vendors. We 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 trade, but we know just like I I sell uh, uh, halal chicken sausage because mm -hmm. it's so good, and it, and, and I, I want the people to be able to enjoy what I have. I mean, I love it, so I want my brothers to to be able to have it too. So I bring it up here from Atlanta. Don't make much money off of it, but it's a good product and people just love it. So I, so I cause I would feel guilty eating it myself. It's so delicious. You had some of it. Oh yeah. And oh, so, yeah. so one of the brothers has a, had a contact with a, a Chinese manufacturer. So he's, he's dealing with N95 masks. Right. And, and so that's what I wear. Uh, but if you are in in a church or in a, uh, a, a, a convention center or in a huge um, uh, basketball forum, you know, when people are shouting and playing or you're shouting and, 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 and uh, political slogans mm -hmm. and all this, it's a time bomb and everybody's saying the president is, is getting ready to commit mass medical malpractice in yeah. addition to all the bad things that he's done with uh, steering people toward that uh, uh, 
uh, hydroxychloroquine or hydrochloroquine and, and, and to say nothing mm-hmm. of Lysol and all those other, you know, people swallowing uh, Clorox. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it has come down to some real absurdities. And, uh, you know, people need to listen. You mm-hmm. know, I saw Dr. Carson on TV recently, and boy, I was so, I've been so disappointed. Here's a man that performed first brain uh, mm. separation between Siamese twins and, and gave one of the most brilliant uh, graduation uh, commencement exercises uh, speeches I'd ever heard. It was b- brilliant. But somehow he has uh, decided to cast his lot with these um, losers. Hassan, what he did, he, he drank the Kool-Aid. That's right. That's all I can say. uh, Metaphorically, I guess that's what it did. Okay. Listen, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to continue the conversation. Uh, I'm Jay Jay Winter Night Wolf. My guest today is Judge Hassan Elamine, my good friend, and we'll be back to talk to him in just a few seconds. Don't go anywhere. My guest today is my good friend and my brother, Judge Hassan Elamine. He's a retired judge from Prince George's County, Maryland. And we're getting on, we're we're talking about a lot of stuff, stuff that we need to talk about. Warnings. (laughs) (coughs) Excuse me. You know, there was a lot of uh, talk going around about how the sunshine will disinfect uh, the coronavirus. When it gets hot this summer, it's going to go away. And they talk about the changing of seasons. You know, I don't believe a lot of that, you know, Your Honor. You know, let me me ask you something before we go any further. I call you Judge. I call you Your Honor. I call you Hassan. What's the best way to greet you, brother? Well, most people most people call me judge because it's easier. Hassan okay. is a little uh, Hassan is is fine, uh, uh, but it's easy to say judge because there's only one syllable, and you know uh, the people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The people that have been dumbed down. By the way, it looks it looks as though we may have in Prince George's County. Our first African of 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 Nigerian descent on the bench. Wow. This lady, April Ademiluye, who uh-huh. has run before and not done very well at all, had ran again, mm-hmm. and she has bested uh, two. Uh, 
of two two of the sitting judges mm-hmm. and, and and got uh so many more votes on the democratic side that if those votes translate to the same majority in the general election then she will win she was not vetted by uh, any of the bar uh, associations that typically uh, have to do that see the governor appoints and then you must run for the circuit court uh, in the next general election right and there were five sitting judges but two of those judges who happen to be uh, Caucasian males right are in trouble uh, oh. Because there's another sister named Gladys Weatherspoon, mm-hmm. uh, and although Gladys Weatherspoon, uh, uh, she was also not vetted, and this is the first time that she's run. Apparently, she had quite a uh, an, uh, uh, an organization gave her a lot of support, and she actually came in third on the Democratic side with ninety seven, ninety eight thousand votes or something, and I mean, so she is almost in. So uh, the bench is not what it it, it was uh, drawn up to be. The bench is not going to look like uh, it, it was supposed to have looked from mm-hmm. uh, the side of the powers that be. Now, actually, I worked for those sitting judges. I happen to know uh, four of them very, very well, and I was comfortable in supporting everybody. But, you know, the people speak, and uh, yeah. there's this move, move afoot, afoot. Uh, they went to try to do away with electing judges. Uh-huh. It said that, you know, the, the judges should not be elected. They should be appointed and just ratified by the Senate. But the way, the only way that black judges used to even have a chance beginning with uh, uh, the late Joe Howard senior in Baltimore city, right. Where it was to run, and he ran for that circuit court in Baltimore City because they would never appoint him. And he had a saying uh, that is unforgettable uh, because there were like three or four judges. He says, uh, don't vote vote for three, just vote for me. <laughs> and with that single shooting uh, strategy, he won and became the first black elected uh, judge in, in Baltimore City. Can you imagine Baltimore City with no black judges? No, it's hard this, to imagine. This is, well, this is how it was, you know. I mean, and Prince George's, of course, is far less progressive in terms of social agenda than Baltimore. Although I must say, Prince George's has come a long way. Even the police uh, department here has come a long, long way since those dark days of Terrence Johnson. I don't know whether oh, people can remember yeah. Terrence Johnson, mm-hmm. who was uh, uh, tried and 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 uh, he was saved by the great skills mm-hmm. of. Uh, of uh, the late, uh, uh, it wasn't Johnny. It was he was like Johnny. Uh, uh, Ken, uh, uh, Ken Mundy, Kenneth Mundy. Yeah, uh, Mundy. Kenneth Mundy. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Uh, Mundy. I remember him. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay. but I want to return to something. I just forgot. I forgot to add. The point of my mentioning these people in in Massachusetts was that they told me that their grand their their, their daughter, whose name is Hope, mm-hmm. somehow got a hold of some Charmin toilet paper and brought it brought a big old one of those tin rolls of stomach to mm. her to her dad and he cried. He was so happy to see yeah, that charm. I know. I you know. know, I mean I felt the same way, man, because somebody stole me some tissue and it was so thin that you could it was thinner than the thinnest you could, in the institutional paper. You could hold it up to the sunlight and see right through it, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well let me let me let me let me let me ask you something else um this whole black lives matter the cause and effect of black lives matter this this whole thing of police brutality and murder uh if there wasn't for people having cell phones and the police officers that are required to wear body cams we would never know what actually happened in a fatal shooting of a black man or a black woman What's your take on that? Jay, I called your attention to the year that we're in. The year of 2020. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it all hooks up. See, 2020 is not perfect vision, but 2020 is clear vision, right? Exactly. Words, 20, so, so what happens is, now that we have, as a matter of fact, 
there was a great professor, Dr. Suleiman Yang from mm-hmm. Howard University. Yeah. Beautiful brother. Right. Beautiful brother. Mm-hmm. And, and I participated, I attended one of his lectures. This was a very small uh, 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 crowd. We were over at the American Islamic History Museum on Martin Luther King Jr. Avenue, where right. the old Shabazz Baker used to be, mm-hmm. and the school. And he, he brought out, he says, uh, wonderful things have come to pass. He says, all of those of you who heard about Aladdin and the, the and the forty ninth and and are looking for the genie. Mm-hmm. Ah, here it is, and he pulled out his cell phone. From he said, "You rub it a few times. <laughs> ask it; it'll take you anywhere you want to go." Yeah, that's I true. I said, "Allah, Akbar, God is God is the greatest." So, yes, this is you know this has been going on in secret. We've been killed and murdered, maimed, and you know uh, they say you know who is. Uh, who was the uh, governor? Governor Wilder uh, on a on a, uh, on a uh, or even Barack Obama for an ignorant person on a on a dirt road in the middle of Mississippi with a flat tire. Mm-hmm. He is a you know what in trouble. That's right, and oh. that's the way you know. So that's been going on, brother, for you know, and so we're very fortunate now to uh, to have the light on all this uh, these nefarious and. Ugly crimes. I mean, so, uh, but the but it's not it's, 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 it. it's nothing new to uh, black no. black people in America. They've been. I mean, when they first brought the African here and made the African a slave, it was almost unlivable. The conditions that black people have had to go through, and native people as well. Um, I can remember when you know my grandfather used to always tell us. Uh, if you think black folks are the, the only slaves in America, you need to go back and do some research because the very first slaves in America were native people. But that's right. Yeah, but they they they, they wouldn't they, they they wouldn't submit Mm-mm. like black slaves were. No, no well, because when, they were too, too they're too connected to the land, brother. They know what they lost. Exactly. I mean, they, you know, you know, they, 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 the 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 tragedy of was what happened has what happened to the uh, American Indian is uh, colonization and uh, basically uh, these um, um, camps, uh, what do you call those, uh, not resettlement camps. Uh, reservations. Um, they call them reservations, but they're like they're prisoner, open-air they're prisoner, prisoner camps. They're prisoner of war camps. Yeah. They're, yeah that, 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 listen, all the, all the time when when, you know, when, when when these soldiers were getting medals of honor for what they did at Wounded Knee, mm-hmm. where they massacred women and children yep. with impunity, I mean, and, 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 and no no good reason. They just went crazy and killing. And all the things that they have reversed from Indian giving to, to, to uh, uh, which, which the Indians kept their promises. <laughs> it was yeah. the white man who was the Indian giver, mm-hmm. except for one promise. I, I, who said this? You, you can tell me. I forget whether it's a sitting bull. I don't think it was crazy horse, but it might have been. It says, uh, uh, the white man broke every promise he made to us except one. That is to take our land. And the other promise is, we will take care of you if you just sign this treaty. And yes, he did. He did. His intention was to take care of us, but not in a, a, a way that we would want to have been treated. You know, if you get out of line, then we're going to kill you. And that's what they did. 112, 115 million people here in what we call the Republic of the United States before the European invaded us. 115 million with government set up. I mean, with everything, ec- economies, the whole nine yards. Trade routes, trade routes, trade routes. They're in, they're, they're in, uh, they're in. Uh, uh, what is it? The uh, uh, it's somewhere above uh, uh, Yosemite, on the road from Yosemite to Lake Tahoe, there is a a a, a plane mm-hmm. uh, that uh, that is. Um, uh, I forget the, the name, but this is on this plane is where there was the great uh, annual uh, trade 
in 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 uh, in uh, cultural show. I mean, people would come from all over the world. Yeah, and you know, you know something else. Let me, let me just point this out to you. We had already established a national government thirty miles east of East St. Louis, Missouri, and it was called Cahokia. We would send uh-huh. we would send our leaders and our representatives from all. 1,200 nations twice a year to sit in council with each other. We had true democracy. The white boy that came here didn't know the first thing about democracy. But as you know, he, why one uh, reason they would you no know, reason why one one reason they they, they didn't know it because they wouldn't listen to women. They didn't even let the women vote. Exactly. But Native Americans understood the wisdom of listening to sisters. Is that right? That is exactly right, because uh, <laughs> the women were always in charge before the white boy got here. <laughs> so um, Black Lives Matter. Let's talk yeah. about Black Lives Matter. And well, we, know, we know that black lives do matter. But the way they're going about it, do you think it's that they're doing it with the right, right approach to it or what? Uh, I, I'm I'm glad you asked that question because that gives me a chance to, you know, I've thought hard, long and hard about this, and just like many other uh, brothers, I mean, I got a call from a brother, a lawyer uh, with whom I associated, a brother named Gabe Christian, who's a fantastic uh, lawyer and a great, great mind uh, from the. Uh, he's actually from the island of. Um, hmm, hold on, the little island, not Grenada. Uh, Saint Thomas. No, no, Dominica, Dominica, Domin- yeah, Dominica, Dominica. Yeah, yeah, which had to fight the English for their freedom. Yeah. But Gabe called me and said, brother, I can't sleep. I just haven't slept the last And I said, you know, I'm glad you told me. I'm glad, I'm glad you're telling me that because I felt kind of strange myself. I haven't slept. And it, 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 it's just it's so difficult to take, and it has a psychological, puts a psychological burden on us. But, you know, I don't want people to stop with this half-assed, uh, remedy of only reforming police. Well, what about the economic injustices? You can, because it's the economic injustices that have uh, buttressed by the social injustices that have produced uh, the uh, the culture which has given rise to uh, the protest, the protesting situation. As, as the great leaders have said, the uh, the only thing worse than revolution is the is the situation that caused the revolution. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> so, 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 um, what I am for, though, and I, what I want to concentrate on, I, I'm glad that the statehood bill for DC is getting ready to get a vote in in the in the House. Mm-hmm. But I believe, having read and studied HR 40, yes, I believe that. H.R. 40 and its Senate corollary, which is now Senate Bill 1083, mm-hmm. does more than any single thing to identify and um, organize the struggle to make something real different happen. But And this bill is not a, a reparations bill per se. It is a bill to set up a commission to study how we can right these wrongs. And that's what needs to be done so that the the resources of the entire government of the United States of America, which are responsible for this mess in the first place, uh, you know, uh, uh, not Mitch McConnell's granddaddy or his great granddaddy or anybody's single person. It was the several states particularly the southern states, but also the northern states and their eastern west, everybody. You all participated in this, so let's see what you all did and how we can fix it. Now, it's only when America will sit down and listen to that that she will begin to heal. And if she doesn't listen to it, then she's going to have more hell to pay, and it's all going to be... We're tired of all this, you know, uh, these little uh, trivial um, apologies and, you know... uh, uh, ceremonies and uh, uh, you and our thoughts and prayers, or as the Jewish people say, uh, raised eyebrows, they mean nothing. And this police reform that they are uh, contemplating, it is only a band-aid, uh, Jay Winter. You got to sit down and figure out where you want it, where you went wrong. You, you know, you can take a, a, a leaf from uh, after Mandela got out and they had some 
uh, at least they attempted to have some uh, reconciliation. I tell mm-hmm. you one thing, um, this brother, Byron Allen, put out a paper. Byron Allen, you know, is a, a, a media, mm-hmm. uh, now a billionaire, multimillionaire, and, and he is very disenchanted because he couldn't get any help in setting up his media company, and he has taken out a two-page single-spaced ad in today's Washington Post. Two pages with bold print, and it says, Black America speaks, America should listen. What we need to do to never come back here again. And he lays out a beautiful uh, program, and it includes reparations. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes from uh, police reform, justice reform, reparations, education reform, economic uh, inclusion, he says health care reform, environmental justice, jobs opportunities. See, but reparations will examine all of that. HR 40. So that's what we need to focus on. Okay. I believe right. HR 40 will do it. And you, you, you hit upon a subject that I don't want to cover, too. Uh, first of all, the statement we're not accepting verbal apologies this year or ever, only change behavior. <laughs> now, yeah. This, this sudden movement of uh, defunding police departments. What's your stand on that? Blah, 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 blah. Well, you know, mm-hmm. my stand is the same as uh, uh, um, Alexandria, um, who wrote uh, um, the uh, Jim Crow, mm-hmm. Michelle Alexander. Mm-hmm. The new Jim Crow. Right. She pointed to, points out in that book. I mean, this, this is four years old, right? She points out that during the Reagan era and the Reagan and subsequent eras, the so-called war on crime resulted in the uh, mass acquisition of SWAT mm-hmm. <laughs> and military gear by police. Mm-hmm. And police became forces of occupation. And you got all these military types that, and all these, even the KKK mentality, right? That goes to the military and they come out and then they practice on black folk. Exactly. You think those AK-47s are aimed at them? No, hell, those targets are aimed at us. And, and you know, you you talk about this this whole thing of, uh, we talk about the KKK. The KKK is an old organization, but the new KKK are the Proud Boys and the Tea Party. And the Tea Party, yeah, I see the Tea Party as as somehow female led thing, though. I mean, but you're right. But the Tea mm. Party, but they have snuck into the police uh, 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 departments. And, uh, I mean, yeah, in other words, yeah. If, I mean, if you got the sheriff and, and his boys who are, um, he was in Roots. You know, yeah. a lot of people that have said, so, I mean, it's, this is migrated. See, that was part of the problem when we were supposed to be reconstructed. And then the first, first, first thing, they assassinate Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Because they, they, they assassinate Lincoln because they know Lincoln had some conscience. Of course, his first goal was to save the Union. But look what he, you know, to bind up the nation's room, to care for him who had born, born the brunt of the battle, his widow and his orphan. Lincoln was a humanitarian. And so was Grant as prize of the class. But this Andrew Johnson that came in after oh uh, Lincoln God. was assassinated, mm-hmm. he was the second worst president in the history of the United States. And the first I, worst. I, I don't know who was first. I don't know who was first. Trump was first or Andrew Johnson was first. I, I, I put him first because he was, Trump was impeached, but 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 his trial went the, almost nowhere in the Senate. Mm-hmm. Andrew Johnson was mm-hmm. saved by only one vote. And it was only because of Johnson kept repealing civil rights laws that the uh, 14th and 15th amendments had to the constitution had to be passed. And uh, he basically undid reconstruction and the Sherman Sherman's order of number 15 field that was supposed to give the, 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 the blacks along the Atlantic seaboard, 400,000 of them, at least three slaves, 40 acres, and then a mule that was totally rescinded, and the Southern rebels who fought the United States were restored to their property, and and uh, the slaves got nothing. Yeah, nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I know. 
Uh, you know, they cobble a little something among themselves, but come on, you can't read or write. You got no land. And so what happens? Sharecropping, uh, forced labor, convict labor, and all these phony institutions. Then you got the white knights of the KKK running, running crazy again. I commend people. They need to, they need to see this movie Grant and, and, uh, and, and learn more about the civil war. See, problem, part of the problem, Jay Winter, is that, we're so busy uh, doing the boogaloo, mm-hmm. <laughs> singing and the hip hop on the rap and looking at booties and all this other nonsense. I mean, th- th- that we are, uh, the popular culture is so low, low down, has it's... gone so far toward nasty that we've forgotten to be students of history. It's called, that's, uh, that... it's called self-crippling. Yeah. You know, we bought into a lie. Um, but the other thing is, you know, I, I, I hear people all the time. They tell me, well, Nightwolf, uh, I've been watching the, riot, the, the riots. I said, riots or protests? Well, the protests on television. And there's a lot of white people out there supporting it. That's true. Yeah. Do you think that, 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 that this country, the psychic of this country, is waking up to the fact especially white folks, to the fact that something that is in store for them that's not good if they don't change their ways and recognize the fact that everything they got has been a result of what their ancestors did to black people and Indians. Do you think that's a possibility? There's more of that going on. There's a, there is a, you see, there is no substitute for intelligence, Jay Wynn. Yes. None. You're right. Because I, I, what, what is moral, what is sublimely moral is, is actually just uh, as sublimely intelligent. So mm-hmm. these people, these young white people particularly are educated. I mean, and they can see. And although, yeah, I mean, you can't fault them. As a matter of fact, I fault somebody who has privilege and doesn't use it. I mean, there's nothing worse, nothing worse than a white drug addict. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, because you know that person has a ser- more serious problem to me than a than a black drug addict. I understand they, why they why call it. They call they renamed it from being a junkie to a disease. Yeah, okay. uh, and they call it for us it was heroin, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and now it's the opioids. Mm-hmm. So it's like heroin for the blacks, opioids for the caucasoids. Co- <laughs> Okay. Okay. Now let me let me so, let, let me let me, but, but let me go ahead. Okay, I want to I, I want to finish up on something when you talk about you know Black Lives Matter. Yes, that's part of it, and that's that's a, an important movement. Movement. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad called us. I'll, I'll tell you, look, he had us saying black when it was it was almost a curse, remember? Because the, because everybody else was talking about Negroes. And the Honorable Mama said, no, you're the black man. You're the God of the universe. And so he started, as a matter of fact, even James Brown gave him credit mm-hmm. in the movie. When Say It Loud, I'm Black and I'm Proud. Mm-hmm. So yeah, black lives have, have always mattered. That's true, it matters. And it's, it, it, it's a plea. It's more of a plea than it is a, I mean, I mean it's certainly it's a declaration. Okay, but it's still a plea. And to that, and to that point, mm-hmm. I feel that one of the biggest mistakes that white folks made was to allow desegregation. Why do I say that? Because little black boys, little black girls went to school with little white boys and little white girls, and as they grew together, they began to realize mm-hmm. that. Oh, Johnny is my friend. Yeah, just like Mark. Mm-hmm. But Mark is, is white and Johnny is black. Yeah, but we're still friends. And I think it's that consciousness over the, the, uh, the decades now of uh, mm-hmm. white folks and black folks actually looking at each other as human beings. And that took place when kids started going to school together of different colors. And well, why would that be a mistake? I no. mean, that's the natural order of things. I know, but they fought it so hard. And when, yeah. they, when they gave in, there was nothing they could do about it because there it was in their faces. 
Well, and, yes, but that's why they want. They want perturbed as as Francis Cross, Doctor, the late Francis. genius yeah. Francis Cross Welsing said. The whole theory is the supremacy of that white germ, mm-hmm. but the white germ is the weaker germ. You know, I mean, biologically. I mean, I mean, in terms of, you know, somebody uh-huh. said, uh, Judge, we're getting blue robes. I think we we should wear blue robes on the bench. I said, well, y'all can do that if you want to. Y'all look, look more like a choir. I want my black robe. Okay. Because a black robe, that's all of the colors. And all colors come out of black. As a matter of fact, light comes out of blackness. Exactly. So, exactly. so, 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 yes, it's the, the, the uh, but they only have to look at the contrast between President Barack Obama and Michelle and President Trump and his wife. Mm-hmm. Now, when the presidency and they, you know, you know how these Caucasians are, man. They like you to talk fast and talk quick. Well, mm-hmm. President Obama's cadence is not quick; it's thoughtful. Mm-hmm. But when he speaks, it, it, there's so much reason and 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 concern and and thought that that is being expressed. Well, you know what. So, yeah. What I like about Obama, I don't like everything about him, but one thing I do like about him was he actually went out on the reservations and visited the people. And he was yeah. the only president, mm-hmm. the only president that ever in the history of these United States brought about a tribal summit every year where he brought the chiefs of tribes to the White House to talk about their mm-hmm. issues and their people's issues. But ever since he's been gone, that idiot in the White House, uh, he don't want to have anything to do with Indians. He tried to take the uh, Mashpee Wampanoag's land from them out of trust a little earlier this year. And is that the, that's not the bear. That's not the bear monument thing, is it? No, no. This is the tribe in Massachusetts because he says oh, oh, okay. they they don't look like Indians. Well, the 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 image that you created out of Hollywood is not us. My grandfather, my grandfather on my mother's side was so dark that everybody thought he was black. He was a full-blown mm. Cherokee. But my grandmother on, on, on that side, she was a light, a very light-complected woman. Uh, on my, 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 my father's side, my grandfather was a very dark Shoshone Cherokee man from out in the Southwest. And okay. his, his wife very fair-complected woman was my grandmother, Sylvia Robles Cruz, from the Mm. island of Puerto Rico, a full-blood Taino Indian that was born and grew up in old San Juan, Puerto Rico. Oh, man, isn't that beautiful? I I happened to have visited there. I'm so glad. And one of the things that I, I was just so moved, I sat down. I'm not sure it was whether it was Puerto Rico or uh, whether it was... uh, uh, one of the other islands, San Salvador. Uh, anyway, it was a monument to the Taino, mm-hmm. who were, I don't know, 600,000 strong or something. But by the time Columbus and those people finished with him, they were reduced to less than 50,000 people. I know, I know. Slavery, mm-hmm. smallpox, and all Columbus wanted was gold. Exactly. Show us where the gold is, and 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 their mentality was: hmm, these people are so friendly. Look how they're welcoming us. And we you know, can make them slaves immediately. Exactly. So listen, we're wrapping up now, but uh, we we talk about these racist names, uh, like change the mascot on the uh, Washington football team. Uh, Please. Redskin. So that yeah. would show that would show that would show some intelligence and contrition. Well, if Snyder wants to win and remove the curse that the Indian nation has put on that team deliberately. I'm not talking about that jackass who uh, uh, jumps up and down in the stands with his uh, phony yeah, headpiece. So I'm talking know. about the real Native Americans who have put a curse on that team. That team is cursed because that, that, that Preston Marshall, that, uh, that George Preston Marshall, was a dyed in wool racist. And that man, even Bobby Mitchell had to admit it. The yeah. man was uh, was was uh, uh, a sick. Well, you and know the what? Team is sick. Judge, you were, you will remember when I was on that radio station in Washington D.C. There were three yeah. chiefs that I were I was interviewing and a medicine man that we were in the station and one of them said, "What about this <laughs> football team?" Uh, I said, "What about it?" 
that name is racist. And the medicine man and those three chiefs and myself, they, we did a ceremony and put that curse on the Washington football team. You remember that. But anyway, yeah. Judge, it is always good to talk to you. Will you come back again so we can talk some more? Uh, oh, yeah, I, I certainly will, uh, God willing. And uh, it's been a pleasure. It's, it's like uh, I'm, I'm, I had an uh, entree, and had an appetizer entree, and I'm longing for some dessert. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So I, I, hope we, I hope we didn't offend anybody. If I did say anything that was offensive, uh, I apologize uh, for it if if it was wrongly uh, 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 interpreted, uh, wrongly conceived. Yeah. Interpreted. No, 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 no. If I was, my facts were wrong. But if it hurts you because it was right, then that pain is good. Yeah. I yeah. mean, everything that hurts is not bad. You know. I mean, it's, uh-huh. it's, it's, it can be good for can be good for the listener. I don't like these apologies. When I give an apology, it's a full-blooded apology. I'm not apologizing for anything that I said, but if anything was inaccurate, then I do take that back. But I don't think I was, and I don't think you were either. And, and, brother, uh, and I really appreciate that warning about uh, the, uh, the the months to come, and it will be heated. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Well, Judge, thank you so much. Um, You're welcome. Thank you, and thank you, Engineer, for uh, uh, setting this all up. And uh, mm-hmm. we look forward. May God bless you, and let's stay in touch, Jay. When we got to we got to get we got to get, get in the ark, man, and summon all those who want to survive uh, this judgment that we're in. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Yes, sir. As I close this segment of the American Indians' troops, my friend. Judge Hassan Elamin made some soul-stirring statements and facts. But one of the things that that really concerns me is how do we survive as a people, not just an Indian people, but as black people, red people, yellow people and even good white people. We have to survive this. And the only way we can do it is united together. We need to drop all of that baggage that that so many of us were taught that was not right. The baggage of white racism. The baggage of black folks hurting each other and pulling guns out on each other because you don't agree or because you're engaged in something that's not legal. And also to my native brothers and sisters, we got some issues too. But once you recognize the issue, damn it, deal with it, get rid of it. We're not gonna survive like this, none of us. And if we want to see a better tomorrow for our children and our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren for the next seven generations that are not here yet, then we need to leave them something that they can work with, survive with, and deal with. I'm Jay Winter Nightwolf, and it's been a pleasure doing this. One of the things that I have a real problem with is jails. We don't need any more new jails on stolen land. We don't. As a matter of fact, before the white man came here, we didn't have prisons. If somebody broke the law of a tribe, they were banished for the tribe from the tribe for a certain amount of time and then allowed to come back. But nobody in chains, nobody in shackles, nobody behind steel bars, nobody with a gun in their back and being shot by the police didn't have it, didn't work then, and it's not working now. So I'm asking all of you to take a deep look inside yourselves. And all of you out there, your young people, talk to your elders. That's what this movement, Black Lives Matter, has failed to do. They're not talking to the elders. All of you, whether you're black, white, red, or yellow, you need to find your elders and set at the feet of your elders and learn the important lessons of survival and how to be human again. I'll talk to you again soon. Danada, goai, wado.
If the white man wants to live in peace with the Indian, he can live in peace. There need be no trouble. Treat all men alike. Give them all the same law. Give them all an even chance to live and grow. You might as well expect the rivers to run backward, as that any man who was born a free man should be contented when penned up and denied liberty to go where he pleases. We only ask an even chance to live as other men live. We ask to be recognized as men. Let me be a free man, free to travel, free to stop, free to work, free to choose my own teachers, free to follow the religion of my fathers, free to think and talk and act for myself. <laughs>